If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome to Mind Pump. This is Adam Schaefer, Sal Stefano, and Justin Andrews. We're coming yeah, to you yeah, live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> one of the things I do, hey, one of the things, uh, first of all, before we get started, um, I have to, I'm going to apologize because. Uh, Maybe I should apologize. So tonight, yeah, yeah you should apologize. <laughs> tonight, <clears throat> I just, I told Sal and Justin, so we, we've been. Uh, Meeting, hanging out. We're trying out to take bit. advantage of Adam. That's so, yeah, basically what happened, yeah, no, right? I'm, gonna, I'm about to ramble about something that takes two seconds to probably explain, right? So, uh, these guys poured me a drink, and 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 I haven't. Dr- I don't remember the last time I even drank alcohol. Roof and much, all. much less uh, <laughs> straight vodka. Over. He says vodka and seltzer, but I think he held the seltzer. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm a little bit uh, tipsy, so if I accidentally misplace some words and stuff like that, please don't hold it against me. Um, I'm retarded, but I'm not that retarded, so. Um, How can I hold all these extra chromosomes? That was offensive. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That, that being said, we're we're gonna we're gonna kick this out and off, and we're gonna talk about uh, hard gainers. And part of the reason why I've had a chance to drink it's partly celebration. I told the boys I wasn't gonna be competing in the next show that's coming up. I was debating that up until literally about yesterday, and uh, decided I'm gonna enjoy myself a little bit. So that's part of the reason why we're we're having some drinks to celebrate. We can actually eat together and have some some. Why don't you Why don't you let them in on, hey, your, on, your, on your awesome meal you just had? Oh yeah, I just had a, a steak quesadilla <laughs> that I that I washed down with a uh, double double chicken burrito bowl that was uh, followed up with some chips and guacamole. So it's pretty bomb. Boom. Yeah. yeah, hard yeah. gainers. This yeah. is a great way to segue well, into hard yeah, gainers. Yeah, right. So that so it's today a, we, a I, we talk a little there, bit buddy. about yeah right hard gainers. Um, I get this question asked a lot. Um, well, what is a hard gainer? Like, what so, does that mean? So a hard gainer would fall in the category of somebody we would also classify as like an ectomorph body type. So you've got that the small skeletal system. You have a hard time putting muscle mass on. Now, I say that's how we classify it, but you, there's all kinds of studies that have came out now that, you know, is there really such thing as ectomorph right. endo? And, you know, we can definitely get some into types. There, there's add, some flaws. Exactly. There's yeah, some the history so, of that. We can get into a whole other episode of talking about uh, different body types and what, what, what we thought we uh, generalized before, and, and they're coming out with stuff saying that that's not true. So, But a hard gainer is somebody who has a hard time putting uh, muscle mass or putting weight on, period. You know, They just struggle with getting enough food. They uh, have what they would think is a fast metabolism, and uh, more often than not, uh, I think it's less of a fast metabolism, and you just have trained yourself over years to not consume as much food. And that is uh, very close to home for me because most all of uh, my life I had struggled with with putting size on. I graduated high school at six foot three, and one hundred and sixty three pounds. You were so, you were massive. Yeah, I used to actually. I think keep, I used the dumbbell heavier than that. <laughs> when, I, when I first started personal <laughs> training, I used to use that as my transformation picture. And I used to show people my high school high school graduation. I was uh, I was on a beach and I'm drying off the towel. And uh, I've got the towel lifted above my chest, and you could literally see every one of my ribs, like, <laughs> like detail. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was pretty skinny, and uh, and mind you, I was lifting weights at that time and trying to build mass. So I, I I was trying to grow, I was trying to put weight on, and I just felt like I could never I could never eat them eat enough, you know. And uh, there's a lot of things that play into that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, I, I I'm I'm in the same category. So I was very very skinny growing up. That's actually growing up. That's actually why I got into lifting weights. But when you classify hard gainer, as I've become a trainer, as I've been in this industry now as a fitness professional for a long time, I used to think a hard gainer, and the classical term is just a skinny person, right? 
But I've seen people who are overweight that are hard gainers. And so I, I like to narrow it down and say someone who has a tough time building muscle with the traditional uh, paradigm. Mm. That's, the, that's the terminology I use. So somebody who follows the magazine's recommendations, the bodybuilding magazine recommendations for building muscle, mm-hmm. and who has a tough time putting muscle and strength on, would call themselves or consider themselves a hard gainer. Um, now, through the years, what I've discovered is more often than not, it's not that necessarily they're a hard gainer. It's that they res- they don't respond well to the common paradigm, the, the one that, that people uh, promote, um, that they need a different approach. And this is now, you know, I've, I've, I was able to build a lot more muscle once I changed my approach. I found other people, uh, other clients in the same category uh, who can do the same thing, you know, put on more muscle just by changing um, their approach with resistance training and with nutrition. Um, but nonetheless, genetics do play a role, right? There are some dudes that just... Man, I used to have this trainer years ago. I'll, I'll never forget. My first, the first club I managed uh, general, uh, as a general manager, I was 19 years old. And there was this trainer that worked for me. And this dude, man, pre-workout meal was a Pop-Tart. He would have like two cheeseburgers a day. And that's it. Like he ate almost nothing. <laughs> and this dude was doing skull crushers with like 225. He had the 245s on your side, the big straight bar. And he had like, you know, 17 and a half inch ripped arms. He was natural, and I know this because we were very close. He didn't take any steroids or anything like that, but he just built muscle. Hmm. I mean, it was insane, and, and I'm yeah. sure you guys have known people oh, like absolutely. that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you I know, know, I can <laughs> count a couple of them. Oh, right absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's it's just like that, too. I have the same exact story. Somebody who ate Jack in the Box twice a day or whatever like that, and they would go in or they touch weights. Shoot, I, we have a buddy. I'm sure those of our listeners, if you don't know uh, – who Neil Maddox is, a good buddy of mine. He's also a top top guy in uh, CrossFit games. Well, that guy's always been yak. Yeah, no, yeah, no, we worked together for a long time. Now, mind you, I've seen Neil eat very, very clean and dialed. He is very – but i also seen the guy, like, have not worked out for, like, two or three months, go in the gym one time, touch weights, and look like Hercules overnight, dude. He's just <laughs> – Yeah, that's not fair, And he's man. been a natural freak for as long as I've known him, man. It's just guys got super – which is also why the guy's in his, what, mid to late 30s. Mm-hmm. And he's competing in the, the the elite level on CrossFit Games, which is, we all yeah. know how intense that it's is. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty like imp- and an all natural, good. all natural in right. your late thirties, and you're uh, considered top ten in the world in CrossFit. That's yeah. that's really hard. Well, so I think a lot of a lot there. of times people compare themselves to people like that, and then they say, "Oh, I'm a hard gainer." Mm-hmm. The, the funny thing is, if you took just randomly took fifty dudes off the street, just r- average guys, you know, just pick them off the street, I bet you. All of none of them would come close to the type of you know uh, genetics that some of these top athletes have, right? I mean, it's like one in a oh yeah, you know, one in ten thousand. So I think a lot of guys actually consider themselves hard gainers. I mean, how many guys have you guys yeah. seen? You know, we've been in gyms a long time. Well, I think that's a you, that's a very good point because where you're, I'm not sure if this is where you're going with this, but you know, someone who who claims they're a hard gainer because they they struggle to put muscle on. Well, it's actually it's quite challenging. To, to add muscle if you don't understand nutrition and, and, and proper exercise. Yeah, if yeah. you don't understand proper exercise and you don't truly understand nutrition, yeah, everybody could be fall into that. And that's why I think so many people think they're hard gainers is because they just don't totally understand what they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. I have to say even myself. So when my approach when I was trying to build muscle when I was a kid and I didn't have and I didn't have the education, the knowledge and experience I have now was eat anything in sight, you know, garbage, whatever, you know, high calorie foods. It didn't matter. I needed to grow and lift weights heavy, as hard Mm -hmm. as heavy as I possibly could, you know, and that was what was going to get put size on me. 
And, you know, a couple things that I learned later in life that like were huge, that were just counteractive, counterproductive for myself was one, I was extremely active. I was always playing basketball on the side. Plus I was lifting weight, doing all this stuff like that. I was go, go, go nonstop. So I was yeah. super, super active, which, you know, when it comes down to somebody who's trying to put weight on, put cal- extra calories, you know, the more you move, uh, the <laughs> it's kind of counterproductive to what you're trying to and do. Back then, I guarantee you weren't really paying attention. Like, look, look how many calories I'm really, you know, yeah. moving and expending every oh, exactly. single day. It's like you can't even. <laughs> you're probably doing like what? Oh, how many would you five, even guess? I would, I would guess forty five hundred to five thousand calories. Because if yeah, I, I'm easily. way more active back then, and I know that's what I burn. I burn close to four thousand now, especially on a day like on a, like a today, Tuesday or Thursday. I'm at four a.m. I'm on my feet working for four or five hours and I go train super hard, do a little bit, I mean, easily up with 4,000 calories. So, you know, I've got to eat a lot of food to uh, to put size on because muscle doesn't build. A lot of people think that when you go in and you lift weights, you build the muscle. That's not necessarily how it works. And if you don't feed the, the muscle what it needs, uh, it, it won't grow. It doesn't doesn't right. work that way. You can stimulate all you want and break down all you want in the gym, but if you don't feed it properly, and understand what properly is, then you, you, you can't. And so when I was younger, I used to eat all this stuff. Well, a couple of things I learned. One, I was moving way too much. Two, I also found out that um, when I ate, like, let's say after a hard workout, I go have like a cheeseburger or fries or whatever, like a slam milkshake, whatever I could get my hands on, right? Well, I, I learned like how much uh, saturated high foods, foods that are high in saturated, high glycemic, how much they satiate me and how much harder it was for me to eat another meal two, three, or four hours even later. I wasn't hungry for another five mm-hmm. or six hours because mm-hmm. I ate all that high saturated fat, right. high glycemic foods. Whereas I could eat, you know, eight ounces of uh, boiled chicken breast and, and a, a cup of brown rice. Shit, I'm I'm hungry forty five minutes later. That's again. an interesting point. Yeah, a lot of people don't consider that. You know, with a high fatty diet, like how much you're satisfied, and then you don't. You're no, you're not really motivated to you know, consume all the amount of nutrients you actually need because, you know, I'm full. I got I got my food, so therefore, you know, I don't need to keep, you know, eating. Well I have I have you know, I'm gonna propose a different a different take on this. Because if you took let's say you took the average guy who's working out and he's a hard gainer, right? And he's eating the, the, the whatever amount of food that he's eating and he's having a tough time building muscle. Let's say you change nothing. You don't change his routine, you don't change his diet, and you give him some testosterone. You give him, you know, you put him on some steroids. Will he add muscle? Yes. He will. Yes. So a, a lot of it, a lot of it, and, I, and and this is missed by most people. I, I, the common, you know, a lot of times everybody's like, eat more, do this. It's the signal you're selling, you're sending the body. Just because you broke muscle down does not mean your body is going to build. It just means it wants to recover. Mm-hmm. Recovery and adaptation can totally be separate things. True. And this was the big thing that I noticed with myself and with some of my, my quote unquote hard gainer clients. And, and let's be. Let's also let's look at the, the facts here. Most people fit kind of in the middle. You have some up on the upper ends, which is a very small percentage, and then you have some on the very lower ends that really genuinely do have a tough time building muscle. And most people are somewhere in the middle. Mm. If you send the right signal, the right training stimulus, and you really hit it properly, um, they're going to start building muscle. And honestly, how many how many extra calories or grams of protein does it take to gain a pound of muscle? Really, how many how many grams of protein does a pound of muscle contain? It's like 50? 50, yeah. 50 or something like that. So if you send the right signal, and so I think if you're having a tough time building muscle, examine your program. You're A, probably working out too hard, and I swear to God, that's the truth with a lot of these guys. They're going to failure on every set, and they're just, you know, 20 sets for their chest, you know, on Monday or whatever. Um, they're not focusing on building strength. 
Um, so they're not getting stronger on a regular basis. They don't know how to periodize their workouts where they do deloading, you know, like one week they train lighter so they let their body kind of mm-hmm. rest a little bit and then come back and hit a little harder. And, and they're not focusing on the most effective exercises, your squat, your deadlift, you right. know, your overhead press, your pull up. Well, there's, there's something to say for frequency, but there's also something to say for, you know, overwhelming your body with stress and, and sending that same stress signal never allowing for proper recovery. Right. Um, you know, to, to build and adapt um, and send that signal. And so, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, hormones play a, a big fact, a factor well, in that. Well, I see I see people use the word genetics yeah. as, um, and I hate to say it, they use it as an excuse. As a crutch, for you, sure. Like, like people who are obese, right? You have a lot of obesity, and people will say, oh, it's my genes, my genetics. Like, here's a, here's a newsflash, okay? Um, there are no genetics that exist that make you, and, and there are in extra super rare cases, but there are no genes that exist that will make you 100 pounds overweight. <laughs> yeah. They just aren't. Have you guys seen pictures? If you guys go online and look at like circus, uh, like like circus freaks or circus, you know, like the circus fat person who um, back in like, you know, uh, early 1900s, they could walk the streets today and totally blend in. And yet That's back crazy. then they were considered so big right. that people paid money to look at them. Well, I'm sorry to say, but we had probably, and I could count two guys that were probably obese and when I went to school with and so you know that this is just something new that I think has developed in like God, I haven't even thought of it like that I can't remember reading it right like and and I and it's not to, it's not to come down on you know people for being overweight and whatnot obviously there's a lot of factors that led up to this point but like to be fair like we really didn't see that like growing up like mm-hmm. I didn't I, I saw I literally had probably like two people in school that I knew that were like significantly overweight yeah it's i mean and they're blaming genes we don't evolve that fast Mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen that way and so i think a lot of guys say you know i'm a hard gainer because it's an easy you know explanation like oh i can't build muscle it must be because my genetics don't let me build muscle Mm -hmm. and i don't know i'm sorry most of you aren't building muscle because you're not doing something right i'm not saying you're not working hard i'm not saying you're you're not you know being focused i'm just saying change something change something Yeah. Because well, that's why you have to experiment, right? That's it. I mean, I think a lot of people are so focused on and materials that are common, like you know, from magazines or from you know, just your 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 local guy at the gym that you see that's huge. And uh, yeah, you probably shouldn't listen to that guy. You don't listen <laughs> to that guy. Honest Please, to God, yeah. to God, don't listen to that guy. <laughs> but anyway, like it, it it's a process too. Like I've found even with my own evolution of, of understanding of, of nutrition is that people are, are so different. Like you have, you, you cannot, you cannot take one plan and duplicate that and, and pass it along to your friend. Oh, hell no. Please don't do that either. Like if you have, if you have something that worked for you, let's say it's Atkins, let's say it's, you know, whatever paleo, you, you fill in the blank. Um, and you had, you experienced great results. You have better energy, blah, blah, blah. You know, your body responds to it differently. Uh, you just have to know that, your friend like standing right next to you like is going to have all kinds of different factors going to have thyroid things going well, not on just physical psychological yeah psychological factors as well i mean a, a big part of obesity is 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 also is huge part of it is psychological mm-hmm. it's the comfort of food it's the i'm right. depressed or i'm bored well or that's I'm, the real issue mm-hmm. that like a lot of times doesn't get addressed right and you you sometimes see that like on these shows like they try to bring in like a psychologist and 
and and have them have a sort of council session and, and they cry and they cry <laughs> and, and, then, and then you know it's like oh we've made this breakthrough and then they're still eating the snickers and yeah yeah it's 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 probably the most addicting uh, food is we've talked you know in the past we talked about it's probably it's one of the most highly addictive, addictive yeah, yeah. But I mean, genetics do play a role, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they're not the be all end all. Well, not only, not only that, but you can also say that you know. So, so let's say genetically, okay? Because this is true. Genetically, somebody could be, uh, you know, more likely to put or carry a higher body fat percentage than than another person, right? Mm-hmm. We can say that. Yes. We all agree on that. Absolutely. But the person who is more likely to carry a higher body fat percentage now. I'm not a hundred percent sure about this, but I'm pretty damn sure that that same person is is more likely to build muscle than the person who is, could be. Mm-hmm. So, and for every well, pound, and also bone structure, you kind of alluded to a little bit of like somatotypes and stuff, and I know that right. you know there's some con- uh, controversy with that, but at the same time, it is pretty clear that people are, have different bone structures. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like yeah. if you look at somebody else that looks like they're carrying more muscle mass. Like a lot of times, like you see in the family, you see these same broad shoulders. Yeah. You see this like sort of oh, yeah. pattern, even with the even with the women. Oh yeah, right. And so, I mean, it, there there are those factors there that so well, and that and that's where the the genes the play genetics, a role. Yeah. But those same, like I said, those same people, which in in my case, where I've probably trained thousands of people by now, and I've sat down with somebody who's extremely overweight, and I've ever asked them, like, you know, have you ever tried to build muscle, or have you tried to lift weights before? And anyone, any of them that have ever told me, any of them that have ever told me they have, have experienced that they put, they build, mm-hmm. you know, that they put weight on, they put size on, they well, put you, muscle on. Well, you have two, you have two factors with that. There's actually a few things. Um, when they look at the difference between people who call themselves or say that they have a fast metabolism versus people who say they have a slow metabolism. So they mm-hmm. take people mm-hmm. and they say, you know, they take a group of people and, you know, raise your hand if you think you have a really fast metabolism. Raise your hand if you think you have a really slow metabolism. They find that people with fast metabolisms tend to be people who are fidgeters. So they sit that they're sitting at their chair and they tend to rock their foot. Tapping their foot. They tap their foot. They tend to move Don't more. Don't they call that restless leg syndrome? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, you end up burning 150 calories extra a day. It doesn't sound like much, but over the course of a year, well, that's a lot. That's, that turns into pounds, right? Yeah. They also find that the digestive systems, like the, the, the small intestines, large intestines, uh, tends to be uh, longer in people who tend to be obese so the food stays in longer and they utilize more of what they're eating right. they also find differences in gut flora so like, like the gut bacteria mm. um, in people who are obese um, but let's also look at this fact right if you weigh right now adam if you if you were 30 pounds if you had 30 or 40 pounds of fat on you on top of what you already have you're walking around with more resistance you're probably going to carry more muscle right so you're, yeah, your you're legs gonna carry, are going to carry a lot of that load. And you're going to carry more muscle. And in fact, when you look at people who've been obese for a very, very long time, they have bigger ankles, bigger bones in their, oh, lower, yeah. in their lower extremities because they've been carrying this. It'd be like walking around with a barbell across your back. Well, yeah, like exactly. Life, That's, yeah. If you've ever, if, and I have done that. You've had a, a, somebody who's 300 pounds uh, taking their body fat test. He hasn't seen the inside of a gym. He's been eating jar- garbage food. for, And that goes back to your last point that you just yeah. made. This is so true. He hasn't lifted any weights in 20 years or ever. In that case, he's 300-something pounds eating garbage food. And then if we test his body fat and mine, he actually has more lean body mass than I have. Yeah, yeah. And I've been busting my ass in the gym for 15 years trying to, right? Yeah. So, and my whole point of bringing that up was that there's there's pluses of both. Mm -hmm. You know, just just because you have this, uh, what you think is a slow metabolism, well, dude, you guess what? You can build muscle at a much faster rate than the average person who's got a fast metabolism or would classify themselves as a, a you know fast metabolism or a hard gainer. 
So for every pound of muscle that you put on your body, your body burns an additional 60 calories a day. So, you know, your, 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 uh, your your maintenance calorie, a caloric level for the guy who's 300 something pounds is already higher than mine. He can actually get away with eating as much or more food and still lose weight. So, So, I mean, I mean, if you look, I mean, you look like, like the average, not everybody, actually very few people can look like, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, Mr. Olympia, or very few people can look like the, the dude on the cover of Men's Health because those guys have the, not only do they work hard and eat right and do all that stuff, and some of them take anabolics, but they also have genetically predisposed yeah, to look a certain way. To but everybody can dramatically change how they look with their own genetic, whatever genes they have. They can anybody can dramatically change how they look so, and feel. Let me ask you guys this then, as far as being a hard gainer is concerned, and I know that like so, my brother fell into this category um, where I actually was the opposite. I, I actually responded really well to taking in a lot of uh, protein shakes, and I lifted really heavy weights, and that was just my answer. And all oh, of fuck a sudden, <laughs> boom, it happened. No, yeah. but um, like for him, like. Like, how would you how would you say like he should have approached, um, you know, gaining more muscle? And whereas I I just all I did was increase my calories and lift heavy weights and boom, it happened. So I think Sal and I both have different answers on this one. We kind of answered it in both roundabout ways. I think in in my personal experience, the biggest thing that I that I could have made or done different was I learned to feed my body what it needed first and get it as clean as possible. And then if I could handle piling on more calorie, additional calories, I would. And mm-hmm. that was what gave me those the extra sur- calorie surplus. It's what it made that I made sure I got the essential amount of protein from, from my body and stuff. Um, and and then whatever extra was extra. And, I, you know, since I didn't have a problem with putting that much fat on, it wasn't a, I wasn't putting on a ton of weight. Now, mind you, being older now, one of the I'm now I have to actually reverse diet out of a, out of a competition because. I have built this mass. I have created this. It took years, though. I had to create that appetite. I didn't have. I used to be able to. I was that kid who used to not eat till noon or one for my very first meal. So I remember to this day. I'll never forget when I first started actively making a decision. Like I'm yeah. going to train myself you have to, to train eat more. Yourself. To I had eat to get. Better, up, right? I had to get yeah. up in the morning and Just I literally like started with a whipped yo play. 130 <laughs> calorie whipped yo play, and it was like forcing it down at like eight in the morning because yeah. I had no appetite. And then it went from that to half of a bagel, from a half a bagel to like some egg whites on there. And like I just slowly kept forcing more and more, and eventually got to a point where as I started to build a little bit of muscle, a little bit at a time, like eventually I started to create your this body craved ro- it more. Yeah, I started to uh-huh. create this right. Then it got to the point now, oh my God, you don't feed me by eight or nine, I'm a bear. Like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, the recommend the thing I would tell your brother was I'd say you know lift weights three days a week, focus on getting stronger on your barbell squat, your deadlift, your bench press, your overhead press. Mm-hmm. Um, probably do a variation of each of those each time you work out. Don't train to failure, but lift heavy mm-hmm. um, and feed yourself. Feed yourself until you start gaining muscle, and if once you start gaining body fat or too much body fat, then bring it down a little bit. But until you get to that point, eat and focus on food. Yes. And if you can't eat enough uh, in between meals or before you go to bed. Make yourself a high calorie shake, mm-hmm. you know, with some whole milk and some peanut butter and some protein powder or some absolutely, how, yeah, real how, foods. How about this? Right? You just said it right now. How about this one? Is uh, 
only work out like three days a week. See, yeah. I was like, I was working out seven days a week, That's double I mean. days. Yeah, uh, I was go. thinking the, you know, in my mind when I was younger, I was thinking, okay, I want to build muscle. So attack the, it more aggressively. Yeah, the more, yeah, yeah, more aggressive going after where it, it, it mathematically, it wasn't computing that. Wow. All I'm doing is, is burning crazy, shit, yeah, calorie, shit yeah. more calories that I've got to intake. Well, and, even you know, that, yeah, that said, like doing like, you know, more, more endurance and like sprinting and running and like, I, you know, there was this misconception even in my own head that like that's going to help me build more muscle and you know to some degree it will but you know for for me just if i was a hard gainer like i i would just completely focus on lifting heavy weights mm -hmm. and then see how i responded and then you know yeah. well i re i literally remember i remember this like it was yesterday i was maybe 15 i think i was 15 years old and uh, i was playing volleyball with some friends dislocated my kneecap okay uh, first time i've actually done it a few times but i dislocated my kneecap bad injury i had to wear this long uh this big uh, leg brace so i still went to the gym and i worked out my upper body now up until this point i rarely touched my legs i rarely worked out my legs like most guys i worked on the beach muscles right so my <laughs> curls leg, for girls yeah curls for the girls so you know the physical therapist was doing the rehab and if you've got if anyone of you have, been, uh, have ever been to physical therapy they did a great job in the beginning, but then after that, you don't really get any better because they don't use progressive resistance. So I got really frustrated. I went to the gym one day, I got pissed off, and I started using the leg press. Well, while I'm doing this, there was these power lifters working out in the gym, these big fuckers. And they're looking over at me, and one of the guys says, hey, what are you doing over there? Hey, kid, what are you doing over there? I'm like, oh, I'm trying to you know, build strength in my leg. I dislocated my knee, and I need to get, build some mass. And he goes, get off that, <laughs> he says, get off that fucking machine. He goes, get over here and squat with us, do some barbell squats. I'm like, why? What's the difference? I'm working my legs out. He starts laughing. He's like, there's a huge difference. So I did my first squash session with these power lifters. No way. And I will never forget. So this was during the summer of my, I want to say my freshman year maybe, or maybe before my freshman year. I can't remember which, probably freshman year into my sophomore year. Started doing squats. That summer, I gained 16 pounds. Mm. And mm -hmm. most of it was muscle, mm. and it's because I started barbell squatting and deadlifting, mm -hmm. and I learned how to do it from these from these. And I remember distinctly my mom having to buy new jeans for me because <laughs> I, I, lo I looked ridiculous. Godzilla. And and now if you if if any of you guys follow me on Instagram um, uh, at Maps Anabolic, uh, you'll see pictures of my legs, and you'll see that my my quads actually develop. I had zero legs when I started lifting weights. Zero. My knees were bigger than my, 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 my femur. Um, but I started squatting at 15 years old, and I learned from powerlifters how to squat with you know low bar squat and squat for strength and power. My legs exploded, and I've, I've done it that. Wow. So, yeah, barbell squat. If you want to gain yeah. weight, do some squats and some deadlifts. Watch what happens. But that's why it's so crucial, though, especially when you're an impressionable younger person to get proper coaching. Like, Oh, uh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Like, because... You know that I just think of like even my wife had had a ex football player, pro football player, teaching her volleyball team, and then loading all you know a ton of weight, and they're doing uh, back squats, and forever and ever her back is screwed up because of oh, it. Yeah. So because the form was bad, the form was yeah. Well, I'm sure it wasn't managed, and and plus the the weight itself wasn't managed mm -hmm. properly, mm -hmm. right? So you know didn't put the proper loading on there. So you know just make sure like that, especially if you're listening to this and you're you know, kind of coming up of age and like, you're like, okay, you know, I want to gain muscle. I want to gain size and, um, make sure that you attach yourself to somebody who knows what they're doing and can properly teach you technique because that's going to last you the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a book I want to recommend to some of the younger lifters and I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I believe it's called starting strength and I think it's done. It's by, um, Mark Ripto, if I'm not mis mistaken. 
Um, it is one of the best books. If you're starting off on lifting weights and you want to build muscle, I'm looking it up right now. Let me see here. Yeah, Mark Ripto, Starting Strength. Um, it focuses on the basic lifts. It teaches you biomechanics. If you can't afford a personal trainer, buy this book. Um, and you will build more muscle following this than you will from any bodybuilder routine that you'll see in Flex Magazine, Muscle and Fitness, or on bodybuilding.com. The other book I'll recommend um, is called, I think it's called Dinosaur Training. Um, and I can't remember the name of, let's see, Dinosaur Training. I think it's by a gentleman. I, I'm not quite sure what, what the, uh, who, the, who wrote this book. Uh, oh, Bro- uh, Brooks Kubik. Dinosaur Training talks again about strength training. And there's some odd lifts in there as well. But you read those two books and you kind of follow what they say in there. You'll build way more muscle than if you follow like the, the Phil Heath uh, muscle, you know, muscle, split. Fi- <laughs> muscle yeah. and fiction. Way more freaking muscle. And I've had kids that have come to train with me um, and then stop because they can't, you know, you know, personal training tends to be expensive. And I've recommended these books to them and I'll see them a year later. And these kids freaking look amazing, man. They like big legs and backs and I'm like, oh, fuck. And he's like, oh, I can deadlift 400 pounds now. And, you know, it's just so, it's great. God, I wish see. so. I wish I had a mentor yeah. like that when I was a kid. Dude, I, boy, I banged my head all the way into my twenties, dude. I tell you what, like, just, <laughs> <laughs> nope, that don't work. Nope, yeah. that doesn't work. Nope. I, I have to say, like, I wish yeah, I had experiment, a, but do it like, you know, with uh, some sort of like base. Yeah, well, you got the too. internet now. Yeah. We didn't have that's the internet. That's true. That oh, is, that is true. That's what I mean. Resource. We talked about that. Oh, well, I hate to reference another, yeah. another podcast about yeah. that, but we, we know we've talked before together about how you know the, the how accessible everything is now. And like you know, back then you know, I'd have to read three bad articles to get one good article. Oh, you know? Yeah. So, you know what I did? Yeah. I had Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia of Body Bodybuilding, it, uh-huh. it, the original one. Reading that. And I'm going to say this right now: it, it was it's one of the best books I've ever had. From this standpoint, the exercise demos in there and the pure, the amount of exercises in there are awesome. However, don't follow the routine. I followed the Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, uh, you know, where you work out twice a day and you're you're doing all these crazy body part split and you you know it's just you just fry the fuck out of yourself. And of course, as an impressionable kid, not only did I follow that routine. But I'd go through like the section on chest and do every exercise that was listed. I mean, literally every exercise you can imagine that can be done with dumbbell barbells, I did for each body part. And I fried the shit. I don't know how I even got any stronger doing that. I fried the hell out of myself. So yeah. don't make that mistake. I, I think that's a really good point. And it's once again, it's kind of like uh, circling back around what we said about, you know, sometimes less is more. And I think that's important, yeah. especially with the hard gainer to understand in so many aspects and my, I wish I had a sexy story like you. It's a very hard concept, though. For when I, when I first added 15 pounds in a year, but my, my experience with that, I'll never forget. And mine was similar in the fact that I had an injury. I, I rolled my ankle from playing basketball. Well, at the time, I literally played basketball at least five to seven times a week. I mean, I just, even if it was just for fun, but I'd play for an hour, sometimes three hours at a time, like almost every day. I just, that was my thing. I love to work out. I love to play basketball. And, uh, you know, when I got hurt, you know, I, I went back. I was kind of rehabbing myself, and I was a trainer at the time already. And because I had eliminated basketball, I was like, you know, I'm not going to play for a while. I'm going to focus on weightlifting since I really can't because I hurt myself anyways. And I just started noticing I was putting weight on. So I was just going, I'm going to keep doing this. And I realized, wow, just by simply cutting all that activity level out, uh, how much it started to put size on me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and I noticed that with especially with a lot of young kids who consider themselves uh, hard gainers that come to me and ask for help. That's normally the, the very first thing I ask you, you play sports, what are you doing? And, 
you know, it's like they're just doing a ton. You know, oh yeah, I skateboard, I snowboard, I play football, I play soccer. Yeah. You know, I swim every once in a while with my buddies, and you know, we play some knee football out but every coach now. Coach wants me to put on fifteen pounds. You yeah, know, right, help exactly. Me. Yeah, yeah, right, even coach, though you're exactly. still doing a million things. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, one of the best things you could do is 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 tone down the workouts. They don't need to be super intense. You do not have to be beast mode when you yeah. work out. You know, like Sal said, you know, lift some decently heavy, moderately heavy weight, but moderately. It's not something you're maxing out. You don't need to be doing mm-hmm. one to three rep max stuff right now. It doesn't. There's no need. No, don't don't train to failure. Progressive yeah. resistance is what builds muscle. Not going not not going to failure. So if you lift 135 pounds and you did it six reps today, and a month from now you're doing eight reps, you've gained something, and that's the progressive resistance. Don't lift until you can't move anymore. Um, and I know it's sexy and it's fancy and it looks awesome when someone writes an article about I worked out so hard. Here I'll, I'll tell you guys a story. Let me let me tell you about a bad story. So that was an awesome story. Here's a fucked up story. I read an article that, again, this is Arnold, and I fucking love the guy. He's one of my idols. But, again, bad advice. He, he wrote this article about how him and some of his buddies would take a barbell and take gallons of, like, jugs of milk, and they'd go out into the woods, and they would just squat all day. And, they, and, they, and he'd I gain an eight. I, would, I swear I would gain an inch on my thighs within two days. So I'm like, this sounds awesome. <laughs> this sounds fucking awesome. I'm doing this tomorrow. I took a barbell and two 10-pound plates, and I walked about a quarter mile to this elementary school by my house when I was a kid, and I and I dragged along a jug of milk with me. So it was kind of a pain in the ass walking all the way over all this equipment. But I made it there, and I squatted and drank milk. Now, number one, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, your first problem. Yeah, and, and, number two, and number two, I didn't know how to squat properly. But anyway, so I lasted a whole, I mean, I squatted for like a whole you know, hour and a half while drinking milk. I, I almost puked twice. I couldn't make it home. Yeah. What else was happening in your <laughs> I, body? <laughs> yeah. I, no, no, I couldn't make it home. I couldn't make it home. I literally oh, tried no. to walk. And my legs didn't fucking work. I remember thinking to myself, and I almost started crying. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm 14 years old or whatever, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting on the sidewalk, and I want to cry because it's getting dark. <laughs> you know, I don't have a cell phone, right? And I was like, fuck, what am I going to say? Like, how am I going to And then my dad came looking for me in the pickup truck, picked me up, brought me home, and I missed like three days of school because I was so fucking sore <laughs> from squat. Thanks, Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.